At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to hemp present. Our radio resident hempo sapien Vivian McPeak will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to hemp present about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Resistance, the weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC and CBD because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest. Speaking flower to power for 28 years and found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book, Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Today's guest on Hemp Present is Dr. Michelle Ross. Dr. Michelle Ross, PhD, MBA, is a neuroscientist and health coach with a passion to help patients with chronic illness live their best life ever. Ever. Dr. Ross is both a cannabinoid medicine researcher and a cannabis patient after being diagnosed with fibromyalgia, neuropathy, and chronic pelvic pain. Cannabis and kratom were the only treatments that reduced her symptoms and allowed her to return to work. Dr. Michelle Ross has authored several best-selling books, including Vitamin Weed and Train Your Brain to Get Thin. Dr. Ross has been a guest expert on TV and radio shows, including The Doctors, the Ricky Lake Show, and KFI. She sits on the medical advisory board of several companies, including Nanosphere Health Sciences, and is active in drug policy, working to decriminalize cannabis, kratom, and psychedelics around the world. As a founding board member of the Society for Psychedelic Outreach, Reform, and Education, Dr. Ross became well-known as the first scientist to star on reality television in the world, starring on the number one summer show, Big Brother on CBS in 2009, and she's been kind enough to join me today on this version of Reality Radio. Welcome, Michelle, to Hemp Present. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to share all my knowledge, and uh, it's sort of funny that you mentioned the reality TV and everything. I've done a lot of crazy things in my life, but uh, I've also had a lot of health issues, which a lot of people don't realize, and that sort of came me, made me come full circle to cannabis. 
So I'm, I'm actually a lot healthier than I ever have been before, you know, now 10 years after starting on reality TV. So I have so much to thank cannabis for. Awesome. I'm, I'm excited for you to share your reality with all of us. Let's, let's just start off with you telling myself and our listeners out there how and when you were initially introduced to cannabis. How did you, how did you first find out about cannabis? Yeah, well, I actually was born in a prohibition state at the time. I lived in New Jersey, so there wasn't really any cannabis around. I didn't really know anyone using it except all the bad boys I dated. Uh, <laughs> you know, I had a really strict Catholic parents, so I wasn't using it. Um, it wasn't actually until I started doing my PhD. Um, and in 2006, my very first paper I published was actually about how cannabinoids could grow brain cells in the adult brain. So here I was, I wasn't using it. And as a you know, researcher, you're getting uh, different types of drugs from the government to study the effects of drugs on the brain. Of course, you can't use drugs and, and get drugs from the government. So I had no cannabis use um, until I left academia. Um, and it wasn't until I was about 30 that I really used it. And it was because I started having these health problems. I ended up with a, an arm and, and hand that wasn't working and all this different nerve inflammation, this and that. And I tried everything under the sun. And finally, you know, I used cannabis in topical form, edible form, smokeable form, and things started working for me. Um, so it's sort of funny. is like I did a lot of research on it. Um, and, you know, I had educated myself on the endocannabinoid system and neurotransmitters and all these things as somebody who had studied the brain for years. But I didn't really use it until much later in life when it was like I had no other option. And that sort of crazy because that's how a lot of people, I think, actually meet cannabis, right? It's like they've exhausted all other options when maybe it should have been the first option that they use. Um, and I would have saved myself a lot of hell and time and doctor's visits if I had just gone there first. Um, but it's sort of crazy that I was a scientist who had studied cannabis and all these other drugs and their effects on the brain, but I didn't start using cannabis until uh, later on in, in adulthood uh, until I was a sick patient. So uh, I'm really excited um, to have not only applied what I learned as a patient uh, to helping coach all these other patients, not only in the United States and Canada and across the world, I've been able to actually apply that science combined with that clinical experience and, through my books, through my courses and everything, be able to help a lot of people with cannabis. Cannabis grows brain cells. Interesting. So there's, there's hope for me yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> what can you tell us about vitamin weed, a four-step plan to prevent and reverse endocannabinoid deficiency? Well, vitamin weed is my book that I published last year in April. And it's sort of a body of work that took a long time to come out. So a lot of cannabis books that you see now are great, uh, but you know, they're very short. Uh, this book took several years to write because it's got about 400 references in there, but really uh, it was really important to put out a book that helped people understand what all the cannabinoids were, what endocannabinoid deficiency is, um, you know, how the endocannabinoid system works, how endocannabinoid deficiency is similar to nutritional deficiency like vitamin C, uh, why our doctors don't know about cannabis, um, and to really highlight the journey of a patient uh, that maybe has heard about cannabis but really doesn't understand, you know, what it's for and how to use it properly. A lot of patients, including myself, you know, when you stumble upon cannabis, Sometimes it doesn't work, right? Or it doesn't work in the way you're expecting. If you have a lot of medical conditions, you might 
find a product that works for your spasms, but doesn't work for your sleep or, you know, makes your sciatica flare up. Like there's a lot of things that can go wrong with cannabis. And it's because people think that cannabis or even CBD oil is like this magic cure-all. And in fact, cannabis has to be part of a holistic program. It has to be part of many lifestyle changes so that you can go from being a sick patient on lots of pharmaceuticals to a patient that is, is off of pharmaceuticals that's happy, healthy, back to work or back to whatever they're doing, taking care of their family, et cetera. And it has to be part of this program. So I'm, I'm, so, I'm so glad you said that because I know people that think they can just take some cannabis oil and keep doing all the things that made them sick. Oh my goodness. It takes years sometimes to undo the effects of pharmaceutical drugs. And it all comes down to the liver, right? Our liver is what processes most drugs. And unfortunately people have been popping Tylenols and, um, you know, all sorts of different drugs. I mean, like, that's the least harmful drug we're talking about. Most people are unfortunately on antidepressants, anti-anxiety drugs, opioid medications, you know, epilepsy medications, so many different things. And our liver is really not healthy. And um, our body in general, because of the Western diet, is also very inflamed. We're very sick. We drink too much. We eat too much. We don't get enough sleep. You know, we have stress hormone levels through the roof. Our body is basically in a state of panic. It is freaking out. And, you know, we wonder why we feel wired and tired, why we don't, you know, we're not focusing well, we're gaining weight, we're achy, we're miserable. Um, it's because of all these things that we're putting in our body and how we're not taking care of ourselves. But when we're not taking care of ourselves, that means that our neurotransmitter systems in our body and brain are out of balance. I mean, everything is out of whack. And the endocannabinoid system is your largest neurotransmitter system. So it's regulating everything. So if everything is out of whack, then you're endocannabinoid deficient. And it's really important for people to understand that you have to manage your stress if you want to rebalance your endocannabinoid system. Taking cannabis isn't going to be enough if you're not going to practice any self-care or meditation or relaxation methods. You know, if you're going to keep putting that junk food into your body, you know, there's only so much that cannabis can do. You know, you really have to prepare your body for it um, and help it. And I think that eliminating toxins, eliminating stress out of your life, you know, putting things in, like priming your endocannabinoid system to receive that cannabis and use it properly is so important. And some of this work actually, um, you know, came... You mentioned my first book, Train Your Brain to Get Thin, and it's sort of funny because in that book I was talking about weight loss and talking about how in some people their fat cells are actually so sick and they're so inflamed that they can't even lose weight if they're exercising or trying to diet because their their fat cells can't even transport the fat out, right? So in some people they're so sick that even when they get cannabis, some people are not responding properly to it because they have so many other problems and so many toxins just floating around that they actually need to detox first before their body can just say, okay, I'm going to let CBD work. Or I'm going to let THC work. So, you know, using all these steps in this vitamin weed four-step plan, which is prime, eliminate stress management and vitamin weed is really the complete way for somebody to go from uh, struggling and drowning in sickness uh, to their best and healthiest life ever. We got a couple minutes uh, before the first break. Uh, do you think some people are self-medicating with cannabis and they don't even realize it? Absolutely. I've had a lot of uh, 
patients that I've met over the years and people will say things like, I didn't even know I had migraines until I stopped smoking cannabis, say for a drug test at work or something like that. And they had been using it for like 12 years and they realized that they have migraine headache or they realize they have a lot of anxiety or a lot of depression. So I think that um, some people that have used cannabis for a long time, especially, you know, people that have used it since their teenage years, you know, sometimes people reach for cannabis, um, you know, as something that helps relieve their anxiety or depression or their pain, right? And you sort of forget that you used to have pain until you stopped using cannabis for some reason. So I think that a lot of people are using it. Um, and it's sort of funny. It's like people use it for one reason, right? Like I actually started using it because of the chronic pain that I had in my arm and my hand. And I realized it really was helping with my anxiety as well. Oh, and it also helped reduce my drinking. Like there's a lot of things, interestingly, that, you know, when you take it for one reason, you actually find out it's helping in a multitude of ways. And that's because you know, cannabis does activate this endocannabinoid system that regulates everything. So it makes sense that even though you're using it for one purpose, it has a lot of other, uh, what we call side effects, but here in this case, it's actually positive side effects. Oh, that is just fascinating. I am talking to Dr. Michelle Ross about all things cannabis and the endocannabinoid system. We're going to take what we do on Hemp Present, which is our first pause for the cause because there's flaws and laws here, word from our sponsors to advertisers and come right back with some more Michelle Ross. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots and close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we are back on Cannabis Radio with Dr. Michelle Ross. Uh, Michelle, there's a lot of conflicting information about cannabis and pregnancy, and I know I've, I've spoke to a lot of women just really don't really know what to do. What does the available data tell us about using cannabis while pregnant? Well, that's a hard question to answer. So it depends on what type of cannabis you're talking about. So there is actual data on TH use uh, during pregnancy because Marinol, which is 
the Schedule Three form of THC uh, has been available. And in fact, there are doctors that have even prescribed pregnant women Marinol uh, to handle the nausea and vomiting in pregnancy. And so far, there haven't been any reports of any birth defects or fetal marijuana syndrome, um, let's just say, uh, where we do know that alcohol can actually cause fetal alcohol syndrome, which is a slew of cognitive uh, deficits in, in the unborn child that lasts you know, throughout its lifetime. Uh, cannabis doesn't do that. We do know that cannabis plus smoking cigarettes is very harmful for the child, but we really don't know too much about parsing out cannabis use from smoking cigarettes. So most of these studies that they've done in the past looking at harms of cannabis, they've always looked at mothers that were smoking cigarettes and smoking cannabis. And so when you take out the uh, cigarette smoking, there's a lot less harms involved. Um, there's still the presence of, of the high risk of low birth weight. Um, but what's interesting is that at low birth weight, is a risk that's associated with so many different things in pregnancy. You can have it from um, being an obese mother uh, to, you know, having a lot of chronic stress, to smoking cigarettes, to drinking alcohol. Like there's literally a list of 40 different things that can contribute to low birth weight. So using cannabis has been reported to increase your risk of low birth weight, which can cause um, some negative symptoms um, later on uh, in life. Um, but again, these seem to be very minor and again, and they can be caused by many other things besides cannabis. But most of these studies have looked at smoked cannabis. And most people are now using different types of products. I mean, we have people taking CBD. There's no study out there showing, okay, if a mom takes a, C a couple drops of CBD oil every day, what does that do to her child? There's nothing out there published on that yet. Um, there's nothing published on what happens if a mother is using, uh, you know, five milligrams of THB uh, edible you know, at night to go to sleep. There's no published research on that. And the work that I've done and the work that other clinicians have done, um, you know, what we call anecdotal evidence uh, is that there aren't any long-term harm to the mother or to the child. But we do definitely need to publish more research uh, to be able to show that safety. But I mean, if there was a problem with cannabis use, we would be seeing way more reports, you know, in the media about harm. Uh, to children, but we're not seeing this. Speaking of CBD, there is going on right now what some might characterize as a CBD craze. Uh, do you think that, first of all, do you think that, that the CBD isolated by itself is is uh, as effective as whole plant therapy? Do you think that, and do you think that the hemp-derived CBD is effective as CBD derived from psychoactive or euphoric genus of, of cannabis? Uh, what do you think about CBD? Well, you know, as a scientist, I have to say that CBD is the same chemical no matter where it comes from, whether it comes from the cannabis plant or uh, the hemp plant, which is really actually the same plant. Um, it's just, you know, really um, dif what differentiates it is, is between, you know, what enzymes it's producing, whether it's pr producing the THCA enzyme that helps make THCA or, or it doesn't, right? So that plant, both of them produce terpenes they produce minor cannabinoids so i think that the cbd is the same whether it comes from the cannabis or the hemp plant uh, when we're talking about the different types of cbd products out there you know when we talk about full spectrum products that includes some thc some cbd and some terpenes and minor cannabinoids we're talking about broad spectrum 
CBD products that don't have any THC in them, but still have some of uh, those terpenes. And then there's, you know, isolate products, which might just be just the CBD chemical. It may or may not have any terpenes in there. Um, They might even just be there for flavoring, for example, but they're not in the natural form as it comes in the plant. There's a reason why all three of those products exist on the marketplace. And they do have, uh, you know, varying uh, efficacy. In some places, you know, there you can't ship a THC across the state lines in the United States, so that's why there exists these CBD products without any THC in them. Now, whether or not these products are effective depends on what you're using for them for. So some people use CBD for anxiety or for depression, stress relief, right? That's very different than using CBD for pain relief. I really believe that CBD, because it can have direct actions on the serotonin 5-HT1A receptor, that CBD by itself without any of the terpenes or any of the cannabinoids can have uh, some kind of efficacy on anxiety relief. Um, whereas when we're talking about pain and some of these other um, benefits or symptom relief that you're trying to, to go for with CBD, I do believe that having these other terpenes on board, having uh, you know, perhaps a little THC is really helpful for pain. I mean, and we don't even really see like severe pain. If we're talking about level 10 pain, there's very few patients that are going to say, okay, I took some C- like five milligrams of CBD and everything was okay. I mean, chronic pain, it really works best when you're using a higher ratio, at least like a one-to-one or more THC to CBD, which, you know, these CBD products aren't, you know, they don't have a one-to-one ratio. We're looking at 0.3% THC products or something in these, you know, uh, low THC, high CBD products. But if you're trying to get a CBD uh, tincture, for example, that has nothing in it but CBD, it's probably not going to provide severe pain relief. Um, how about how about helping you sleep? Because the serotonin mm-hmm. angle, would it help people? I know people that say they try to use, they use CBD effectively for insomnia and stuff like that. You think that's helpful? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, you know, a lot of times insomnia is related to anxiety. And so if you can calm your head down and stop all those spinning thoughts or just relax that tension in your back and your neck, um, you can actually fall asleep. Uh, and it's sort of interesting because there's some, it, everyone's brain chemistry is a little bit different, right? There's some people that respond really well to low dose. THC, for example, they need 2.5 milligrams or something of THC, you know, 30 minutes before they go to sleep. There's other people that are like, I just need a couple of drops of CBD. There's some people that will actually use CBD and say, you know, that does not help them go to sleep. And so that keeps them up because for them, CBD helps them focus. It helps give them energy. It's sort of like how for some people you give them, you know, a mug of coffee and they'll they'll go to sleep <laughs> so all of our brains are a little bit different right so you can't figure out exactly uh whether cbd will be right for you for sleep or not until you try it uh, it's sort of funny right it's like it has all these different effects um depending on what our brain chemistry is and what our genetics are um i want to ask you we've got a couple minutes uh, before the break um can you talk about uh, whole plant therapy and the juicing of raw cannabis? And, and a lot of people might not know that you have to decarboxylate weed. You, you can't get high off a of cannabis in, until you've heated it. Uh, so if you, you take raw cannabis, it doesn't get you high, but it has an effect. Is that right? Yeah. So raw cannabis uh, will have a THCA in it. And so that's the raw acidic version of THC. And THCA is amazing because 
it won't cross the blood brain barrier. So it's not binding to those CB1 receptors in your brain and causing that psychoactivity or that euphoria. However, it is binding to receptors in your peripheral nervous system and in your body. And so, so if you're looking for pain relief and anti-inflammatory effects, what you want is that THCA binding in your body. And it's going to, to just make everything feel better, whether you have arthritis, whether you have lupus, any of these autoimmune disorders, it really, really helps with. Um, and again, you're not going to get high. So what's interesting about THCA is that you can get it from juicing raw cannabis. Um, and I actually, I really love that, um, that method. And that's, again, like grinding up bud and leaves of the plant. However, most people don't have access to the cannabis plant. And most dispensaries do not under, sell under the this, juice. Especially under this legalization model, right? It's changed. Yeah, I know it's changed it for a lot of people. Absolutely. So, um before recreational cannabis happened in California and some of the other states, you were able to see some dispensaries say, giving away um, juice or leaves. And now we have this very regulated system where, um, you know, in California, we don't have compassionate care anymore. So you can't just go to a dispensary and say, I want your leaves and like, they can give them to you. Like there's some places where raw cannabis juice is, is illegal. It's sort of weird how, how regulations have actually stopped um, production of some of the products that are really, really changing people's lives. Um, well, that, that, but, that's why we gotta we gotta keep going um, with with reform. And speaking of keep going, I gotta take another break. Um, I'm talking to Dr. Michelle Ross, the amazing Dr. Michelle Ross. We're going to hear another word from our sponsors, advertisers. We're going to come back with our final question, so don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chich and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back on the final segment with Dr. Michelle Ross, uh, which, by the way, found at drmichelleross.com. Um, so two things. Tell us about your website and also what does the term 
cannabis positive mean? Sure. So um, at my website, drmichelleross.com, you can find all the information about my books like Vitamin Weed and you can book consultations with myself or one of our staff of coaches. And in fact, I actually have a discount code uh, for the listeners of this podcast. So if you use the discount code HEMPFEST, you'll receive 10% on any of our training courses or consultations. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about cannabis positive because that's a term that means so much to me. So cannabis positive means having positive attitudes about cannabis and feeling comfortable with your own cannabis use and the cannabis use of others. This is a really important term for, for clinicians, not even when we're talking about medical marijuana doctors or nurses or things like that. So many patients just want to have a conversation with their doctor and feel comfortable with that conversation. They don't necessarily have to endorse cannabis use. They just have to be non-judgmental about it. And that term also expands beyond the healthcare industry, right? We want people to not be judgmental about how you use THC versus CBD. Like right now we're seeing this division of people that are saying, you know, CBD is good and teach people that use THC are bad, lazy, you know, or, or we're trying to see restrictions on how much THC people can use. We really want people to be open about cannabis use and exploring it for whatever way is, is right for them, whether it's medical, whether it's recreational, whether it's to enhance, you know, art, music, sex, fitness, whatever. We want people to feel comfortable with all the physical, emotional, and psychological aspects involving cannabis use and to allow other people to explore that and basically just being respectful of cannabis use and cannabis users in general. Sweet. I want to thank you so much, uh, Dr. Michelle Ross, for uh, being on the show. Uh, it's always great uh, hearing your uh, amazing knowledge and wisdom and everything. And once again, that's drmichelleross.com. And for a limited time, you can use the product code HEMPFEST, H-E-M-P-F-E-S-T. Uh, thank you, Michelle, for your work and for being on Hemp Present. And uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you so much. You bet. Now I get to a weekly feature, Hemp Present on CannabisRadar.com, and that's the quote of the week. And here it is, and I quote, Cannabis is just way too healthy for a sick healthcare system, and that is author Sebastian Marincolo. That concludes this installment of 100% on CannabisRadio.com. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice. As we silence the violence, increase the peace, and promote unity in the cannabis community with impunity. Because when it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice. Find yours and speak up for justice because, my friends, resistance is fertile. Until then, stay strong, stand tall, toke it easy. Don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Sticker Bliss, and sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music maestro. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.